Fourth wave feminism versus the Manosphere red pill. That's what we're going to delve into today. Get deep with this philosophical topic. Over the course of the last year, we've covered a lot of news. We've given you our analysis and commentary. But today, we wanted to touch on this philosophical discussion as it ties into our world and our culture, human behavior. And you'd be surprised how it spreads into all the different things that we talk about here on this show, like politics, society, culture, the news. So let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you know somebody that would be interested in this show and the things we talk about on this show, please share it with them. We're on all podcast platforms. So as the year starts to wind down, we're getting closer and closer towards the end of 2020, going into 2023. Um, I find that the 12th month of the year, we tend to get more reflective we tend to sort of find these topics that are sort of like the culmination of like just the the vast subjects and 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 issues that we covered throughout the year and uh it's also been not like the best week in news. I mean, the the only thing that like really stood out to really talk about was the Britney Griner thing, which I mean, I think that's pretty easy to chalk up as the worst trade in <laughs> history. Like, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, so naturally, it's like, well, we could find something a little bit more deep and interesting to talk about and we haven't really gone down the philosophy rabbit hole in a while yeah it's been a while it's been a while um and i and i and i enjoy those type of episodes because it's first of all kind of refreshing yeah and uh you know push away from the news which which i mean shit has just been wild and interesting yeah this year but and, it's you know it's it's nice to talk about different and stuff. even when we cover the news, it is with a philosophical flair to mm-hmm. it, you know. And and like I I feel like and and people that that listen to the show, they always say that they they feel like we give a, a perspective and a take that they're not going to get anywhere else. 
but it's also good to remind ourselves and to put on display where that foundation comes from. And that foundation comes from us having years and years of the sorts of conversations that we're going to have on today's episode. Because that's really, if you think about it, like one of the things that made us want to start doing a podcast to begin with was the idea that people would be so enthralled in our conversations. Yeah. And we've always had that, like not just with me and you, but with our other friends and to the point where you will see complete strangers eavesdropping and yeah. then, or, or they'll be like, or oh, feeling I, some type of way. Yeah. I remember when we went to six flags one time, I don't even remember what we were talking about. No, I don't remember. I know. I remember the, the currents that you're talking about, but I don't remember what, what we were talking about. Yeah. And, and, and we, had this lady behind us so into the conversation. Like, I don't know if she agreed or who she agreed with or disagreed with. All I know, she felt some type of way because her ears were like plugged in to whatever we had to and say. She, and it, it, she was plugged in. And like I, f- I found it very odd that every 15 seconds she would say, you make me feel some type of way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, besides that, everything was perfectly normal. Right. <laughs> so that's how I knew she felt sometimes. Yeah, hell yeah. And that's what we knew. We're like, we're going to do a podcast because we got to the middle-aged white woman. So we could get that to anyone. That singing, you make me feel some type of way. Not even Donald Trump could get to the middle-aged white woman. No, nah, he couldn't. Not not in 2020. <laughs> hell yeah. But but yeah, it, that's wild. Like, we're... We didn't grow up in a white neighborhood. We d- probably have had way different lives than her, but she was into it. And yeah. I was like, damn, we could get her into it. I remember we were in line for the giant drop. Yes. Yeah. yeah yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I just wild. remember, like, we we're having this conversation, and I'm kind of sitting back, and I'm looking, and I'm like, just kind of interested in the fact that she, it's almost like she wanted to jump in and ha- give her opinion. Yeah. I was like, wow. And which rocking with us, she would have been more than welcome to because yeah, that's yeah. how we are. Yeah, yeah. That's how anybody, are. anybody could get in, and so it's like that. That was that was very interesting. And then like just the, the talks we had driving around when we were young, like man, we would always say, man, like imagine we had like a show. Yeah. So then we because sometimes we would just have crazy ass conversations. It would just stem from one topic, move to another one, move to another. Three to four topics that and we went be, through. It'd be informed and insightful. Yeah. And different takes because it's like you, me, DC, uh, somebody else. Like we all had our, our take and, and how we looked at things. And then yeah. it was like partly debate, partly learning from, from, from each perspective, uh, history, writers that people were into, yeah, statistics. Like it was just a very interesting uh We've always had that about us. We like to talk and, and, and we like deep uh, thought. We, we like we like to break things down. We don't like surface level stuff. Um, I remember when we went to college. When we our, our, one of our favorite classes was psychology, and 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 a lot of the times we'd play. Uh, it would look like we played devil's advocate, but but we would just disagree with people a lot the class most mostly the whole class but and we always had a sound fart foundation for our argument yes and that and 
that was, I guess, the time in my life where I learned that a lot of people just regurgitate talking points without having a sound foundation. Yeah. Because it's safe. You're saying all of this, and and your your approaching your approach seems so passionate and adamant, but it folds in the first like in the first counterpoint if you're you fold and so it makes me think it's like are you really that adamant about it or are you just regurgitating a, a talking point passionately because that's the that's the thing to do you know yeah 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 and then and then, and then we've done this for so long that like we look at when people because like that's the thing too like when people speak convincingly it looks like they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Like uh, Charlemagne just had that doctor. Umar. Uh, Umar, yeah. yeah. And it's like, that man talks so passionately. But like when you hear what he's saying and when you're like breaking it down, it's like, a it's lot just of it garbage. Is yeah. yeah. It's like, bro, you don't know what you're talking about. And you, to an into, like to a person who can break down your arguments, for the most part, it, this is this is like easy work. Like yeah. you, if you entered a debate on a lot of your talking points, it's just easy work. You'd be easy. It'd be like Mayweather fighting a top ten fighter. It's like easy work, you know. Yeah. And so, but why though? Why? Because we we've already we we hear, hear these arguments and we hear um the other side's arguments. And then we start kind of digging deep into the yeah. the surface level shit, and then you talk to different people in each culture, in each in each uh, realm, and and because I obviously if you're a Latino person doesn't mean you're a thing like a Latino. If you're a black person doesn't mean you're a thing like a black person. Uh, if and then and then that's only the 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 cultural and philosophical aspect. But then if you start bringing in statistics, if you start bringing in, it's just so many levels to it. Yeah. Then when you start hearing people talk. Mm-hmm. And you've already, you know, broken so many things down. You just listen and say, ah, that's, that, that's not a good argument. Uh, oh, well, there he, he's taking the identity pods approach, intersectionality approach, on cue. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, he's going to say this. Oh, he said it. I knew he was going to yeah. say it. It's like you become very predictable. And, and, and to me, it's like everybody has... Uh, just like Dr. Omar, he, he ha- you have the right to state your case on certain things. But when you start to become a repetition of the same points that aren't getting across and aren't, aren't making a difference, at some point you have to self-reflect. You know, We have always been the type of people that will hear the other side because we know we're, we know we're not always going to be right. Yeah. Just ninety nine point nine percent of the I'm just playing no, but like we we know that, that there's an argument has uh, it, it's intricate right it's, yeah. it has a lot of moving parts to it, and so we try and hear the other person to to try and get an understanding. Yeah, and and it's not wise to ever pigeonhole yourself because you want to be so homogenous like with your side of the aisle no and 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 that's that's goes to like what you were saying about how you can predict where somebody's argument will go yeah is because a lot of it is based off of partisanship it's like all right well uh 
this is the side I'm on. This is the argument that I need to have. And this is the route that I need to go. For instance, somebody that I think is is uh, very individualistic and I like how they operate is um, uh, Anomaly on Twitter. Yes. I really like him a lot because he's Christian. You could tell that he has a lot of traditional values but like he he let these motherfuckers know like these republicans a lot of these republicans are cowards yeah like they yeah. they front like they're for all oh, traditionalism but yet you got a bunch of them and and this is pretty interesting uh he this is not necessarily my position but he he had some words to say about how so many of those uh republican senators voted to codify gay marriage it's like i understand why you're doing it because they're worried that like the 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 that particular supreme court ruling had can get overruled based off of what clarence thomas said when they overruled roe versus wade yeah but the 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 issue that he has with it is how unprincipled they are is like i thought you always are christians yeah like like i thought this is what you're i thought you know what i'm saying now, granted, I can understand somebody making the argument that, like, oh, well, you know, uh, no matter what your way of life is, you should have certain rights, this, that, and the third. And I understand that, and I rock with that. But if you're looking at it from the perspective of, well, marriage is a religious institution, yeah, then it's like, well, what are we doing here? And so... Naturally, he levels criticism towards Republicans for that. Because really, by the Democrats voting for that, they're not going against their principles. The ones that are going against their principles are the Republicans that that agree to it. And one would think that they should be held accountable. But that's my point is about not pigeonholing yourself. It's like, yes. I rock with the right side of the aisle, but I'm not going to pigeonhole myself or pay myself into some sort of corner when you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And I think about this as an individual. That's like some of the things that some of the criticisms that we've leveled at Trump about how he handled the how he handled the virus. And you know what's so funny about our criticisms for Trump and how he handled the virus People will say that, right? Like if like if you say with without anybody really like knowing anything about you or your or your position or where you stand and you say that and especially, you know, we're from Chicago, a liberal city, you were to say something like that, you'll get a bunch of left-wing people that will agree with that love that part of the statement, that initial part of the statement. Like, yeah, yeah I I I I think Trump handled the virus very poorly right if you yeah. said that oh yeah i agree i because i've done that before i've I, i've done that before yeah. and then when you say then when you say the reason i think that he handled the virus very poorly is because he never should have locked anything down he shouldn't have been worried about no vaccine he he shouldn't have cut no Trump bucks. Then it's like wait, 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 wait. so yeah. it's like it's like you they think that the pendulum is swinging their way, but the reality is, you are looking at it because you're not pigeonholing yourself. You're looking at it even more right wing than Trump looked at it. Yeah, and, and even exactly. more right wing than Trump operated. 
And I, and you know what's crazy? As time progresses, I'm even more adamant about that. Like, yeah, like yeah. as time goes on I and agree. we learn more and more, like I mean, I'm even firmer on that stance that it was handled wrong. That it yeah. was, and I love, 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 love when when I when I hear Andrew Tate talk and and how the way that he rightfully. When he talks about the virus, the way that he rightfully le- delegitimizes it, when he says, "Yeah, they convinced the whole world to shut down for nothing," yeah. like I love that approach because that's essentially what happened. Yeah, that's essentially what happened. And, and it's funny because he had another tweet, and I found it funny because it's like an ultimate troll because it's a, a, a trick that the left uses. Um, where he was like, oh, well, all the people that are all into this degeneracy shit, they also got the vaccine. He's like, vaccine equals degenerates. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but it was it was funny because like I could see how he reached that conclusion. Yes. Yes. And it's like, damn, because because the left always plays that game with the right. Like they, they like to like matter of factly say some wild shit like that. Yeah. So it's funny it's that fun- he's doing it. It's funny that you say how they like to matter-of-factly say stuff like that. Yeah. Because I don't know if you saw that the the that viral last tweet that all the establishment is talking about oh. today from from Elon Musk, <laughs> yeah. where he says my pronouns are prosecute Fauci. Yeah. Yep. Now, I I like those pronouns. Yeah. Those are those are good pronouns. I but, identify by those too as well. Uh, uh, oh, do, do yes. you now? Uh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. You know, I think I might identify as those pronouns <laughs> too. But you know what's funny about that is obviously the establishment is so mad about that. They're more mad about that. They're more yeah. mad about that. That tweet that like really in the grand scheme of things will amount to nothing than the revelation of actual suppression of the Hunter Biden la- like something that was really done and and, and was was uh, was done on purpose and calculated they don't have nothing to say about that yeah. but this tweet whatever meaningless tweet really they're so upset about it but anyway what's funny about it is somebody Going back to the comment you made about how how the left likes to say things so matter of factly, somebody took Elon's tweet, retweeted, it and said, "Now this site is officially a QAnon site run by a fascist." That's what you get out of that. You so so the man is it has some justifiable criticisms yeah. towards. Dr. Fauci, and what you get out of it is that he's QAnon and he's a fascist. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. <laughs> thank you, yeah. Andrew Tate, for answering the 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 left when they do shit like that. That's what the like, and that's to me what what's funny with with a lot of these uh, great thinkers is like they're just using the same medicine, and in, in and, a, and a, also yeah. starting and, and 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 the and what's funny is the left doesn't like it. No. Did you see? I, I think you did because I, I you might have retweeted it or I don't know. May, or maybe it wasn't your thread that I saw it on, but that ha, ha, Hassan Abi he um, he got mad because he tweeted about his his Twitch stream. Be, somebody did a 
a copyright uh, complaint on his Twitch stream? Did you see that? Did you come across that on Twitter? No. Okay, so this was some days ago. This was some days ago. I didn't know anything about it. I just saw him tweet it. And then I was like, oh, you know, whatever. Like, uh, uh, you know, he's complaining that somebody did a, a copyright claim. And he's like, oh, what? Uh, I, I thought you guys were all for free speech or something like that. Right? So it turns out that it was Gavin McGinnis that did a copyright claim on on his. Oh. And, and, yeah. And so Gavin McGinnis was on, on the, later on talking about that on Alex Jones' show. And he was saying, he was saying, yeah, he's like, I did a copyright claim. And then he's like, yeah, I, I saw him tweet about, oh, I thought you guys were, for, were free, for free speech. He's like, I am for free speech, but I'm also a hypocrite and I don't like you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah. what, but what's funny about that is like, that's, isn't that the game you guys play? Yeah. Isn't, isn't the game you guys play inconsistent and... Wherever the wind is blowing that day, that's that's where you're going. Yeah. And whatever you agree with for that day, you go with it. And then you, you for another day. And if this person says it, it's cool. But if this yeah. person says it, it's not cool. Aren't aren't don't isn't that yeah. the game you guys play? I rock. So when we start yeah. playing it, when the the right starts playing it, it's a problem. And mark my words, if the right wing starts to get super duper busy with ballot harvesting, you will see the left start to bitch about mail-in voting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, I agree. They're going to they're gonna want to stop it. They're going to do everything in their power to stop it. Yeah. I, I think... And I can't wait for the day to see the cognitive dissonance of that shit shifting. Well, I mean, we see that every day, though. Like, every day... That's that's when you get when you get what what do you call it uh what's that uh Twitter handle that that always shows the hypocrisy of the left. What's the name of it? Defiant L's. Yes, Defiant L's. Like you you guys are known for that shit, and so to me, I rock with being like 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 trying to 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 operate from a high moral standpoint and, and being a, a good person. Yeah, a principled standpoint, but I'm also heavy heavy into matching a motherfucker's energy like big time cool yeah. you you want to do all this wild shit i'm all for it i'm gonna get real wild with you I'm, because now i see that we're not playing uh, like fair yeah so so you low blowed me i'm gonna low blow you you're gonna spit on me i'm gonna spit on you you're gonna uh, try and burn my house i'm gonna burn your whole block down like that's just just so you know that i will match that energy exactly. i choose to operate from a from a principled standpoint, but if you want to go there and if you want to be on some, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and rig the game and all that shit. That's that's cool. Just know that this is chess. Just know that this is chess, and I understand. Now you've you've op now you're operating outside of the chessboard. Cool. Then we we're, then we're gonna play 4D chess. Yeah. That's what we're gonna do. A and coinciding with. You know, the discussion that we're going to have today about fourth wave feminism versus the Manosphere Red Pill in that um, podcast that I mentioned in previous episodes where Coach Greg is on there, the Valuetainment podcast was with Coach yeah. Greg and one of the hosts from The Roommates and that o the OnlyFans chick. 
that's essentially the argument that Coach Greg made when the guy who he's a newlywed, the 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 the, the, the one of the hosts from the Roommates podcast, he's a newlywed, and he was on some. Oh, like a very naive standpoint, like, oh, well, if your marriage is aligned with God and, and everything like that, and, and, and Coach Greg was just looking at him, and it wasn't on some, like, knocking God or, 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 or knocking the idea of God or anything like that. But what Coach Greg was telling him essentially was the argument that you just made about matching other people's energy is like, listen, dude. There's no God in divorce court. Them judges, them lawyers, yes. them counselors, they don't care nothing about God. So you're over here talking about a principled standpoint like, well, my marriage is rooted in God and this and this and that. Right. But if your wife is not rocking with that and the minute that she goes to get the divorce lawyer and the divorce judge and the counselors and the family law and all of that, they don't care nothing about God. Yeah. So are you going to still maintain this position or, or are you going to get gre as greasy as they get? Because yeah. they're going to get super greasy. Ask with American soldiers in the Vietnam War what what they saw, right? Because I'm going to be honest with you. If I'm a soldier and I see children shooting off, <laughs> I'm shooting the children. Yeah. I, just, I am a believer of God. I'm a good person. But, like, this is war. Yeah. This is war. Like... You have to understand, this is where we're at. This is not, like, what I want it to be. This is yeah. where we're at. So, like, you either accept it or that five-year, you know, six, seven-year-old with a fucking machine, machine gun yeah. chops you the fucking half, and then it's over with, and oh, well. Like, at what point do you have to be a realist? Yeah. You know, at what point? And, and remember, this is the world. The world that we live in is the world where... The Old Testament was too much. So here's the New Testament. Yeah. Like that's, I don't know. To me, that's, gee, that that even is soft shit to yeah. me. Like the Old Testament was so raw and, and, and kind of like cold and just showing you like this is how the world is that they had to make a New Testament. Like it's kind of wild to me. Like, and, and so, no, like the truth is that we live in in a world where there's good and evil and if you're if you happen to be in the wild west you're gonna have to be operating from the i don't know maybe the metric of the wild west Absolutely. you better have a gun in hand and and, and we think like this and that's what kills me when i see these right-wing pundits like ben shapiro as an example talk about some Oh, uh, uh, Trump picked bad candidates. It, you know, we, it's about candidate quality. It's like, what rules are you playing by right now, dude? Because candidate quality clearly does not matter. This is now about, and I, I could tell that like it leaves a little bit of distaste in people's mouths when I say this, but I don't care because it's true. I think the age of candidate quality is gone. Like I said in a previous podcast. For 2024, I don't think it matters if you dig up Ronald Reagan, Abe Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson. I don't think it matters. I think right now what matters is who can get greasiest with these with this mail-in ballots and ballot harvesting. 
Yeah. Who gets the greasiest with it? Th- that's what it's going to boil down to. I agree. Honestly, as sad and as as, as awful as, as, as it sounds for me to say, you could run a shit sandwich versus a trash can. <laughs> the shit sandwich on the Democrat side and the trash can on the right side. Yeah. Whoever gets the the ballot harvesting and the mail-in ballots better. They and the, why is that? Why are we in that position now where candidate quality no longer matters? So every time I hear any Republican like Cernovich or Shapiro or any of these guys talk about candidate quality, I'm always going to shut that shit down because that candidate quality shit, it does not matter anymore. Yeah. And, and why it doesn't matter anymore is because... When we collectively as a nation bent the knee for 2020 with this imaginary this imaginary yeah. virus, the apparatus was developed for candidate quality to no longer matter. That's yeah. when they were able to institute it. So that's over with now. Now it's all about now it's all marketing, basically. Like 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 it, it could, not, I don't even think it's marketing because because what good marketing did Fetterman have? What yeah, good marketing true. did did Biden have? Touche. I don't even think it's marketing. I think I I think Katie it's Hobbs. It's no marketing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like like right. I I think what it is is ballot harvesting. Here, fill this out. Hey you, fill this no. out. Hey you, fill this out. Hey you, fill this out. Shit sandwich. Vote shit sandwich. No. Vote shit sandwich. Vote shit sandwich. And, and see, the Republicans were at their best w- against the left and, and, and got some traction when they started playing the same game. So, give you an example. When Republicans took a hold of memeing and did it better than the left, they became the cool kids. Yeah. When Republicans started titling shit like with that sensationalist type of flair... Right, because Ben Shapiro didn't put, oh, a Ben Shapiro eloquently and logically uh, defeats yeah. liberal student. No, it's Ben Shapiro destroys yeah, ben Shapiro liberals. Rex, yeah, yeah, right. And it's it's cool. Like that's fine. You understand that this is the world that we live in. This is the Wild West, and this is how you survive. Now, the content of that is what made you look good, Ben, which is fine. That's good. That it's good that you have content and you're effective. But like. You played the game. You played the game. And so it is pretty disingenuous to to look at the other side and be like, damn, Fetterman, and damn, Katie Hobbs, and and, and, and damn, Joe Biden. As like, wow. And, and, and for you to look at them and be like, wow, you know what? It's their candidate quality. Yeah, that that's insane <laughs> to me, dude. That's insane to me. Like, what are you talking about right now? Yeah, yeah it's like you're... I think what it is is you're trying to cope and understand. And sometimes when you're trying to cope and understand, the best thing to do is shut the fuck up and try to make sense of it first. Right? Because I've been in the gym whether when I played basketball, when I did boxing, and like when my trainer would tell me, like, no, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. Right? And then I was thinking, like, I don't I, I'm used to doing this. And then when he put me in the ring and then I got you know, either punched from the side that he said, oh, you, you're doing this wrong. Oh, <laughs> I see now. I shut the fuck up and I did. Oh, now, now I see. Or when I'm shooting the ball, because like when I was when I was in high school, I used to shoot it like uh, like Ma- Marion. Uh, mm. I forget. He used Sean to play Marion. Sean Marion, like real bad. Like it was terrible. 
And so he, the coach uh, showed me how, but at first it felt so weird. And so I started paying attention. I shut the fuck up and started paying attention yeah. to the motion of, of shooting. I said, oh, that's what he's talking about. So when it comes to 2020 and 2022, the best thing to do is shut the fuck up, see what the fuck they're doing. And stop trying to make these excuses that are non-existent yeah. and are hypocritical to, to 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 the argument because you are literally seeing some of the worst candidates on the left win. Yes, with no campaigning, like with no, it, which is the wildest part about it. No, so that's why I, when you said it's marketing, I had to push back. I was like. It's not marketable. Yeah. They're not campaigning. <laughs> they're not campaigning. Like, they're, they're not marketable. Yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> and, and and so, yeah, 100%. And, and I feel like Lee Zeldin knows that, and that's why I think he would be the best RNC chairperson because I feel like he understands that. Like I feel like he understands... Like, all this shit that like we've been doing, it's not working anymore. We got to yeah. do something different. We're, we're in the most Machiavellian moment right now in politics and politics is machiavellian yeah but this is the most so it's like well then if you understand that well then you better get to it absolutely so oh, well i'm gonna find this clip um so this is to kind of get into the whole the whole uh uh red pill versus fourth wave feminism debate so, I don't know if you saw this. I tweeted this last month, but I, I thought that it was incredibly interesting. And the tweet originally comes from Rich Cooper from Entrepreneurs and Cars. A lot of red pill content. Uh, his whole spiel is men should chase excellence. Um, I agree with a lot of what he says. So, I don't know if you saw this clip, but it's very interesting. This is... Mia Khalifa on a podcast with the chick that's now dating Pete Davidson, that the 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 model chick. Yeah, I, so, I don't know her name, but I know. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know her name either. Uh, now, what's what's interesting about this is you and I have had some episodes where we've had some criticisms for Pete Davidson. One. We don't find him very funny. And two, he's a dopehead. So, yeah. like, that's, you know, and I've had my, I guess you could call them conspiracy theories that Hollywood is, like, trying to, like, push him yeah. and the type of women that are in a relationship with him. And I, I, for some reason, it's like, I feel like maybe they're trying to make women be attractive be attracted to those type of guys. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So anyway, it looks like the chick, she's hosting this podcast and Mia Khalifa's on there. I'm going to play it and I want to get your thoughts on it. It's a real quick clip. And I, what I will just caption is what Rich Cooper captioned the tweet. He says, tell me you've hit the wall without telling me you've hit the wall. And now let me play the clip. Any guy who go, goes after a girl significantly younger than them is severely lacking in their life. And I, I mean that 
confidence wise. I mean, like they are falling short in so many places that that is the only place they can turn to to feel like they have they have something on the scale of power. And it's, I mean, ultimately it's predatory. I mean, there's just no way to kind of, because you're manipulating someone who is not aware of what they're giving you. And it's unfair. Sexual marketplace Marxism. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That was a good. (laughs) That is my answer to that. (laughs) Nah, bitch. You just understand that you you don't have, that milk's been, been sitting there. Yeah. She's starting to taste spoiled. No, what's with this almond milk now? <laughs> yeah, but but <laughs> isn't it funny? Isn't it funny that somebody who did porn and well, let, what, what what did I let me see what my tweet was? I was like in her young days she did porn, then got mad when people didn't take her seriously in other fields because she lacks accountability. She, she hated the criticism. Now she directs criticism towards men who deal with younger women because her sexual market value has declined. You did porn. Who knows what age, the ages of the men you did porn with were when you were younger. And whatever, fine, more power to you. Porn it up. Like, do yeah. whatever you're going to do. Enjoy. Like, get th- get that money. All of that stuff. But you didn't like the criticism. And then you didn't like it. You didn't like it when you try to move into other fields and you got criticism. Now you have the nerve to level criticism at men who deal with younger women. Now, if we're talking about underage women, yes, I'm riding with you on that. But you didn't say underage. You just said younger. Yeah. Younger, such as perhaps a man that's 45 dealing with a woman that's 25 or 28. She's of age. He's of age. She's a consenting adult. He's a consenting adult. And to you, that relationship and that dynamic signifies that he's lacking severely. No. It might mean actually the other way around. You're lacking, which is why he's looking that way. Because that's the thing. If you are of quality and you're of his age and you're with him, he's going to see that quality, isn't he? But because you didn't have any quality and because now your youth is behind you and because you hold no weight and no man desires you anymore because that's all you were was just that pussy for so long. and, oh, well. and, and she intentionally did that. Yes. Like, you you could have pursued any other... Like, people don't... What, people don't look at Nikki Haley yeah. the way they look at you. No, your value was, what does that throat do? How, ba- how good are you going to throw that shit back? And that's fine. That's cool. Like, if that's what you wanted it to be, that's what you wanted it to be because no one put a gun to you. But now it's like, well... We know what that throat does, and we know what that has does, and we know how it feels to that should, you know, being thrown back. But like, we don't want you. We want the the new girl on the block. That's that's you. You set the president of this, uh, and what you probably would look at it like, oh, this heartless, you know, passing of the torch. Right. Because you could have been, you could have been a Kristen Cinema. You could have been a Nikki Haley. Yeah. You could have been. 
any any one of these sorts of women, but like you, a uh, uh, Dana Lausch, but like you, no, this Laura Ingram, but this is what you were, and so now like you have criticism because I can imagine older men rocking with women like that. Do you think she's she said that because like she truly believes that, or do you think that she's saying that like in a bargaining sense, like trying to like. Like, she, like not, she's coping? Yeah. Do you think that's more of a coping statement? Or do you really think that she sits there and believes that? I could see I could see it being a bit of both. Like she's definitely coping. I it, it's definitely that because that that's even you could see that that's the approach Rich Cooper took with it is like tell me you hit the wall without telling me you hit the wall. Yeah. It's just like you're upset at what other people do not only that like do you have you ever stopped to consider how many women actually desire older men because i remember vividly in high school seeing that shit all the time like i remember in high school grown-ass men that weren't related to these girls would come and pick them up like like the seniors yeah and like I don't know, Lord knows what they were doing with these guys, but like they were very enthusiastic about riding with them. It wasn't; it, they definitely weren't on some like, oh I, man, I, I don't feel good, I don't feel come. No, they were like, oh yeah, I'm about to get in this car, we about to go do this, we about to go yeah. do that. So like, where's the criticism towards towards those girls that that rock with that? So yeah. that's that's number one. Uh, number two. I could see her potentially believing in this because I notice that the more and more people absorb this progressive woke narrative, it does to a certain degree seem to like, I don't know, neurologically like rewrite things in their brain like it like they things they do seem to like really believe the shit like have you seen those videos they're very funny i find them hilarious those videos of like people losing their mind when like somebody walks past them without a mask you don't see them as much anymore but you did more like when when the the fake virus was more prevalent yeah uh it'll be like somebody that's that's wearing the mask and then somebody walks past them and like they lose it, they want to fight them. Like yo, you don't have mass six feet, like all of that stuff. Like it's almost like an anxiety. Like yeah, so like you, you really like you really believe this. Like you've yeah. bought you've you've bought into this this narrative. And so, so I I think sometimes there are narratives in society, whether whether they're meant to enable people to become dependent on them. Or, or they're meant to kind of give people an out or a justification for their behavior. But there are certain narratives that people ultimately absorb and believe. And that could be a narrative that she's absorbed and believed at this point. Because yeah. who knows? Like We don't know. We just see like what's going on in the public. But we don't really know what's going on in her private life. Like she might have went from getting DM'd by Drake and... 
you know, whatever big name person that you can think of, uh, basketball player, all, she might have went from getting DM'd by these type of guys on a regular basis to now those guys are probably DMing girls in the age range of like a Ice Spice or like, you yeah. know, because uh, uh, I only bring up Ice Spice because I, I, uh, I was really, talk of the town. Yeah. And, you know, uh, that whole little thing with Drake and her and all yeah. of that. So... She's the flavor of the week. You're not. You're kind of old news. And you didn't really put a lot of time, energy, and resources into developing yourself in any other area that people would value. Yeah, in any purposeful way. Yeah. Like uh, a much more tangible way. And so, yeah, I agree. And I agree with what you're saying as far as like you believe what you say. Because that really is, at the end of the day... What the work like? What what's the craziest thing about some of the people that make the biggest differences is that how polarizing they are, based off of what they believe and what they say, and it's like they say it with such confidence that people believe in them. It's yeah. like it's kind of like wow, this is, and, and so a lot of this world really is like. Whether you believe that you can do it or whether you believe that it's true, it's a belief thing, right? I'm gonna be the best at this. I'm gonna be I'm gonna get that girl's number. Just like you don't say I'm gonna try to No, I'm gonna get that girl's number. Yeah. I'm gonna be promoted. I'm gonna get swole. I'm gonna get money. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. It's like to an extent, it's like a cheat code, mm-hmm. right? Because like she, like you said, she might really believe that. She might really believe that that's yeah, some sick about that. This, this, and that, and and that's really based off of the power of the mind. Because it's like it's kind of like in a way, the way the Matrix was. Like yeah. this is the world as we know it, and this is these are the rules, and you just go by this. And yeah. then and then and then Neil's like, oh well, I don't know that I believe this. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, some other motherfuckers like, "Oh, hey, yeah, you probably shouldn't. You want to know the truth? All right, cool. Blue or red pill? Right. The only difference is is that there's a difference between being unplugged and being delusional. And yeah. I think she's more in the realm of delusional. Yeah, because it's one thing. It's one thing for for a person, for instance, I'll use Nikki Haley as an example. For a Nikki Haley to like make a, a comment like the one Mia Khalifa just made, even though I, I I wouldn't ever see her making such a comment, but just hypothetically, Nikki Haley being like, oh yeah, like there's something that rubs me the wrong way when I see an older man with a with a younger woman. Instantly, you're going to give more validity to what she's saying, even if you disagree. You're gonna like listen. Yes. More because the source it's coming from and more importantly, it's not riddled in hypocrisy because that's the thing like with you, like you've lived your life, meaning Mia Khalifa, like you've lived your life a whole way. And now because that way of living is no longer serving you, yeah, you're you're totally switching up on it. And so... And if you realize, like, what type of person would 
in, in, in this in this instance, what type of a man would look at what she's saying as favorable, and what type of a man would look at what she's saying as unfavorable? Yeah, like, and, and you, now you start doing an analysis, right? I, I can't think of any sort of like masculine man that would look at what she's saying and agree with it. I, I like, yeah. I just, I just because it's nonsense. It, yeah. it really is nonsense. Also, another thing is, do you have that same sort of argument for older women that date younger men? Are they taking advantage of them? Like, is that also your your assessment? Yeah. Well, and well, that's the, actually the argument that that Jordan Peterson had on a forum one time, where they're like, "Oh, well, toxic masculinity is the first of all. What is toxic masculinity?" The girl couldn't answer that, and also within the paradigm if there is toxic masculinity on the other side would be toxic femininity for toxic masculinity to be able to exist then okay i'll give you that all right it exists so then there has to be a level of toxic femininity and so you'd have to have a metric that's balanced and be Mm -hmm. okay well this is bad oh on this side this is bad on the other side yeah and that shit blew the the ladies mind away because she never even thought about it that way but it is it's like well there's a spectrum to things there's a balance to things and a lot of times the balance that holds that together is the 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 middle of the the balance is kind of like the you know where the 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 polar opposites meet right if you're Mia Khalifa that's just not a strong balance because it's like well you're just Let's look at the history. If you're Nikki Haley, is okay. Well, this is a much more hypothetically ba- yeah. with Nikki Haley. Yeah, we're just using it as an example. Yeah, the, I okay. doubt like she would even be interested in such a conversation. Yeah, right. Yeah, she's probably what the fuck? Like, like foreign policy, please. Yeah. Oh, I need what, what, what's going on. Yeah. That's what her mind would be on. But at least the balance is like wow. I could see the balance in in her statement, the type of person she is. I could see that. Yeah. But when you've been on the other side of the, the scale, as like, well, and now you're saying, no, no, this, this, this is bad. This is all bad. Because you really were that young girl, and you really were out here, like... Doing the wildest of the wild. Yeah. And, like, so... You're the, the poster child of doing the wildest of the wild, and, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, you're, you're the poster child of those older men was, oh, I want that. Yeah. I don't want to be with this old lady who doesn't want to. I want to be with her. She's wild, kinky. Oh, my God. And young. Look how tight she is. You literally are the one that fed into that. Yeah. And so it's like, well, I don't know. That's kind of hypocritical. Yeah, then because you, time. You're, you're, you're getting older now. And like you said, <laughs> Drake ain't TMing you no more. Right. I right, Spice, uh, you're next on the chopping block. <laughs> so I recently heard the comparison made that fourth wave feminism is to women what the red pill is to men. Do you agree with that sentiment? Where do you stand on that? I disagree. Um, Feminism is a lot more targeted and centralized to women. Red pill content Although strongly favors men, red just a con- the concept of red pill is not necessarily just a male thing, 
right? Because like, what happens to like what was that girl's name? Laura Helpburn. Like she has content. That's kind of red pill content. That's a girl though. Mm-hmm. Like so. Whereas what content have you seen that's fourth wave feminist, but it's a dude at the helm? Yeah, I've never, I've never encountered that. Not yeah. that you mention it. So, so, so I think the red pill is a lot more of a multifaceted type of content that you can't really pinpoint because, uh, yeah, MGTOW, MGTOW is red pill, right? And so, okay, that I could see. So, so then the argument would be feminism versus MGTOW. Then I could see, okay, well, now at least it's a fair fight, but not red pill versus but e- feminism. But, but even then with MGTOW, for instance... A lot of fourth wave feminism seems like it seeks to assert dominance. It's not really about equality. It's about superiority because like things from a legal aspect are equal versus MGTOW. It's like the fourth wave feminism seems to like be seeking to like cause or invoke a certain sort of behavior with a MGTOW it doesn't really seek to invoke any behavior it's just more about yeah we're not playing this game anymore yeah I can see that so that's that's vastly different like one is oh men need to do this and men are this and this this and that and this other one is like well this is all kinds of whacked out and like we just don't want to play this game anymore so we're we're just we're gonna focus on growth, productivity, upward mobility. Cause most of like the MGTOW content that I've come across, that's really like what it promotes. It, it promotes like, yeah, just be great, do your own thing. If you do deal with women, be very careful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's, you're saying that's that's a stark difference than uh, uh, patriarchy you're evil you're inherently bad like you're misogynist you know what I'm saying yeah yeah I, well, I could see what, what you're saying and I think like to add to that I think feminism has has this sense of like cockiness that that it imploded in because I think women really thought for for a while like oh we really have it like that and so here comes fourth wave feminism, and then men are yeah, like, "Yeah, it's very self-absorbed." Yeah, it's yeah. like you really are the, and and then MGTOW is kind of like, "Oh, this is where we're at." That's the per- that's the man running out, out the door, yeah. and he's like, "No, nah, I'm out." And so then at that point, it kind of takes the ball out of your court as a as a feminist because it's like, "Wow, if enough men do this, well, you really kind of are now stuck." Yeah. With cats. Yeah. And no one really wanting you and you kind of hitting the wall and it's over with for you. And the guy doesn't really have to worry about it because like there not every not every girl's going to go by that doctrine, right? Right. And so then the guy's going to be like, "All right, cool. Well, I kind of I'll kind of look at it from the perspective of this is what's available. This is what's here and what you won't, she will." So it's kind of market like a, a it's like the market correcting itself in a way. Oh, absolutely. So, 
and not just not just the sexual marketplace but i think it, it has the potential to correct a lot of areas in society for example we see a lot of these trad cucks nowadays talk about traditionalism and i don't know it's it's this really like sort of strange pseudo traditionalism where these guys are like they're married they have kids but like the wife runs the show and like they're not really the heads of their households and they're yes men and company men and 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 all and that sort of things like not really like the first thing that comes to mind when you envision like a, a traditional man like you know like the things you read about or hear about you know what have you so and that's because feminism has granted women like a certain degree of dominance and whatever like they earned it they they got that and there's enough men out there that are willing to give into that so let it be what it's going to be but then you have guys many MGTOW guys or, or guys that don't even identify as MGTOW, but they just don't play that game. Yeah. And they're single. They might have a few girlfriends. They're in shape. You know, they have they they have a, a degree of independence, um, upward mobility, financial freedom. And that sort of lifestyle is the sort of lifestyle that you see a guy like Andrew Tate seem to speak to. And we going back to the statement you made about market correction and me saying not just the sexual marketplace, but correcting other areas, it really does make you think the sort of fear that a government would have if the bulk of its men operated like that well, yeah because it's like well if feminism was a bull market then MGTOW happened and now it's in bear market territory yeah <laughs> it's like, oh shit and oh all these uh what are they uh the what do they call them that there's a name for them when uh over all these overvalued ass companies are now like fucked yeah the rates are up the correction is here yeah and so it's like damn yeah, that, that's kind of a, a a reality check because the the type of man that the type of man that again in in this instance is red pilled is starting to see the the game and is like, wait a minute, the refs are bought. Yeah, the refs are bought. This is really an overall an unfair game. And uh, I'm never gonna win. <laughs> I'm not gonna win in this game. Hence the 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 that quote from what what movie was it? Was it Tron? The only way to win is not to play the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, there's there's definitely a difference in philosophy, and it's like less of because I like, I don't feel that MGTOW is saying women have to be this way. No. Feminism, though, is like men have to be this way. Man spreading. Yeah. You can't talk like this you to me. You shouldn't do this. Yeah. You can't do that. Whereas MGTOW, you see a lot of, no, do whatever you want to do. Like, I'm just not going to play the game. Yes. And so once you've become, once you've checked out, you're, you're checked out. Like, this is, 
There's no getting this back. And now if this movement starts to get bigger, you're going to have to deal with like, well, men have checked out now. And so what are we doing wrong? Like, well, you would look at it the way, if you look at it from a reflective standpoint, it's like, well, what are we doing wrong? Right? Because it, like, if you think of it just from a perspective of let's, let's zero in on a man and a woman in a relationship. If you're checking out, that means you don't feel heard. Right. Or you feel like this is a one-way street. Because any any relationship, for that matter, is like, well, let's talk it out. Let's hash it out. What are the boundaries? Where are we going with this? What are we building? This is a mutual thing. So it's kind of a, a relationship is a symbiotic thing. Kind of like, well, we kind of have to work together on this. Like, yeah. And 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 if it and if it doesn't, then one of the motherfuckers is gonna die in in, in the regard of they're gonna be eliminated, right. not actual real death, but like you're gonna be removed. And so, in that sense, yeah, and that's why it, it, with the red pill movement, that's why I said it's much more multifaceted and way way better balanced is because you see women in the red pill community, and. At that point, it, it kind of that help that does help that does help rebalance the game. But I think that right now in society, we're at a point where how much does it really rebalance the game? Right, and 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 I think we don't know how much it rebalances the game because shame, criticism, and judgment is not equal or fairly exchanged. For instance, you get like the conversation we just had about Mia Khalifa. We're willing to have this conversation. We never cared. People we rock with, they're willing to have such a conversation. They never cared. But I would say larger society would probably say that we're doing some sort of slut shaming or we're being judgmental. And what's funny about that is we haven't any any sort of criticism that you have towards somebody like Amir Khalifa it's looked at like that. What's called being realistic though. Right. Well, to us, but to many people they would they would label it as that. Yeah. But then I don't know if you remember, I I want to say it was earlier this year we talked about it. Remember the the story of the infamous West Elm Caleb? Yeah. He was the worst guy ever. Remember? Oh, my God. He was awful, awful, awful man. So what you're saying is you all have the right to shame a man or give him judgment for his certain sort, certain types of behavior that, 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 that he may uh, engage in. Yeah. But if men do it, then they're wrong and they're yeah. being judgmental and they're shaming. What's crazy is last week I was hanging with West Up Caleb and like, dude has a lot to offer <laughs> as far as conversation. <laughs> it's like, really a good it's person a nice overall. Guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, they're really mischaracterizing who he is as a person and what he brings to the table. Nicest guy I know. <laughs> Besides hard dick and no bubble gum. None. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, that is kind of funny and a warped out way to look at the world, right? Yeah, I don't want to be such shame, but West I'm Caleb. What a whore. <laughs> what? That doesn't make any sense. Like, I never said me and Khalifa's a whore. I said, you used to do porn, so men will view you a certain way. 
who you are today, I can't. I don't know. I mean, who the they're going to view today. her as a whore. Yeah, like they <laughs> are. Yeah, men are going to definitely view her as a whore. But what I'm saying is, I don't get to. I don't have the right to tell her like. It, I well, I could feel whatever I feel like, but I guess what I'm saying is, you are who you are. At the end of the day, you are who you are today. You are who you are. Yes. I'm not judging you for that, yes. but just understand that you're the the margin of men that are going to want to take you seriously, yes. especially as you get older, is going to be very slim. And the margin of error for you is much less than a woman that didn't do porn. Because oh, it's 100%. like a man, you know, we will like, okay, look at it this way. If I bought a car and they're like, it has bad brakes, it's a, you know, it just doesn't have good brakes. Well, I probably would be cautious about buying this car. I'm not saying that it's not a buyable car, but I just know it has bad brakes. So probably the first thing I want to do is buy new brakes for it or at least have the money to buy new brakes for it before I buy this car. I'm being very cautious and weary of the fact that I know. Or when you buy a car and it has 150,000 miles, you're like, wow, I don't know this is too... Because this other car has 20,000 miles. This is a less beat up car. Right. Now imagine the car has bad brakes and 150,000 miles <laughs> and a bad muffler <laughs> and a dent. Yeah. And scraped paint. Now it's like, well, there's only going to be a certain level of people that are even going to consider buying that car. Yeah. And more than likely, if you are that car, it's probably not going to be the type of person yeah. that you want yes. to buy you. And now... Imagine if that dealer and that dealership really came up to you and said, no, listen, man, I know it has a bad muffler, bad brakes, all that shit, but this car is $500,000. And then you're looking at the Lamborghini next to it, and it's like two hundred fifty dollars or 300000 So it's less and it's better. Which one? Are you, how are you going to look at this dealer? Say, no, no, but you don't understand. This is a special car. Yeah. Well, what makes it special? It just is. It just it, is. It is. Buy it. Because the, hor the horoscope says it is. Yeah. <laughs> that type of shit. Because well, these magic crystals says it is. Well, yeah. that's some goofy shit. Yeah. And this is I'm, a hoopty. I'm driving off in the Lambro. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep that hoopty. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm not saying that hoopty ain't got someone that, that is going to love it, but I am saying, you better come down to that price. And that motherfucker that buys it better know what the fuck he's getting into. But don't you see? It's a lot of issues. By buying that Lamborghini for less money, better car for less money, that shows that there's something that's something wrong with you. <laughs> that you're you're missing something. And it's predatory, really. What you're doing is really it's just predatory. Like that's literally how the argument that they made, yeah. that's literally how it sounds. Yeah, because they'll be like, wow, see, that's the thing. He's not confident because that's why he got the Lamborghini for less. Because now all the girls are going to want him because he's a Lamborghini. He could have got the hoopty, but it's because of the was, psychological right, fortitude. Because if he was really, if, if this mental gymnastics, because yeah. if he was really a man, he would be a man in that hoopty. He wouldn't need a Lamborghini. Like It's like that type of shit. Exactly. 100%. No, bitch. I'm going to get this guinea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, man. Bitch, are you still talking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, there's nothing you could do to stop me. But absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So now, <laughs> just have fun with it. Ten years, 
where do you see people that are striving? I'm gonna people that are striving for traditionalism. People that are in the the men that are uh, uh, that are subscribed to the red pill community, and then women that are subscribed to feminism. Where do you see them in ten years? It's hard because it's the thing like where we are right now on a societal level and on a cultural level i you could see the world in the perspective of it's going to get worse yeah. right but the way we've been operating economically uh, at least the west has i can't speak for every every country and every mode of thought the way the west has operated there will be a day of reckoning an economic reckoning and when that day of economic reckoning happens, what what happens to all these mode of thoughts? Do they vanish? Because now you should just hit the fan and now you're eating rats out of the motherfucking alley. Like how 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 much really will feminism be able to survive that? Yeah. You know? How much really are are are, are hard times going to affect the way people see things, right? Women could be pretty fallible or or at least switch their stance. We were talking about it in, in, in pre-production. Like women in society usually go off of what the status quo is. Yeah. Mostly men. Con- con- convention and conformity. Yes. Men are the ones that like, you know, will even at times society will look like this motherfucker just went off the deep end. He really is rebelling against the system. And if you look at Shout out to Yay. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you look at Andrew Tate, he got banned. Yay, he got banned. <laughs> Alex Jones, he got banned. What woman has gotten banned? I don't know. Like maybe one, the the girl, the free speech absolutist, Laura uh, Loomer. Loomer. Yeah. One out of the fifty yeah. men. So, so I'm, what I'm in, saying. In comparison, it's very minute. Yeah, man. it's. Like it's so drastic because men are the and, ones, and even the women that have, they're nowhere near as big and as as renowned as the guys. Yeah, yeah. Like Rihanna ain't doing like like you could. Rihanna's comp level is comparable to Kanye. She ain't doing no shit like Kanye. No, no, it ain't. It ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen. Yeah. So just understand that. And so when you look at. That, and when you look at the way the economy could tilt based off of just, like, the information we know. Uh, the other day, Jaspreet uh, Singh, he he had a, a, a video talking about how, like, new mortgages are already facing delinquency. Like, so the last, like, three to five year mortgages are already delinquent. That's actually p- too young of an age for a mortgage to be delinquent. Like, yeah. you would have... You would think that oh the first the 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 newer mortgages are the ones where people are steady they're good they're 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 doing yeah, decent. Well, you think about you think about where the rates are now, and you couple that with inflation, you see how ugly the car market is right now. Yeah, I could definitely see it. it, it there are signs out there that people are struggling. It's just not mainstream. No, and who knows. How long it'll be before we start to get the actual information? Because the mainstream media is is so. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're such enablers of the current White House administration. Yeah. That 
it, it, the info might be out there and we wouldn't even know because they're not reporting it. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, it's important to note that because like that could tilt things too. I, I do think though, culturally, we're going to be at more of a extremes will be more prevalent. So like fourth wave, the, when fifth wave feminism hits, it's going to be more extreme. And then MGTOW can become more extreme. Like, no, fuck, like we reject women. Yeah, I could see those, but then I could see you ain't getting in this warm house. (laughs) (laughs) Survive. (laughs) Yeah, so it's like that, and then I think that. um, So on a socioeconomic level, I think the more money you have, the more you're gonna see the polarity of like feminists on their own shit and men, uh, uh, MGTOW guys on their own shit. The lower the economic. Uh, the, the social economic status, the more you're going to see people in relationships. I think that, but it depends on how shit goes. I don't think it's going to go well economically. So I think that like what we were talking about of quite a few episodes ago about cuffing season. Yeah. Like when shit starts in the fan cuffing season, that's going to be cuffing season. But what we talked about today philosophically doesn't change. So like, Again, we might draw down for now. Right. And and off of the need for provision. Yes. And not legitimately being in love. Yeah. And, and, and that's where it's complicated to tell because it's like where we are now, we're not in the age. Like we're, we're, we're in a different place. Yeah. You know, like this is not like. We're going to be a happy family. This is more survival. You know? The same the same chick that's going to draw down uh, or let you draw down when she hits the fan is the same chick that, like, she's all into that Gucci and all this. She's on IG. Yeah. Ass out. Like, so it's going to be a lot of that, too. Like, well, are we going to see a change in, 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 in the way women operate as well to survive? Because... These are the things now in today's modern era what fourth wave feminism pushes is like, no, well, there's no consequences to how you operate. There are, there are though. Yeah. There are, but to you, there there shouldn't be. To you, it's cool to do OnlyFans. To you, it's cool to have that ass out. To you, it's cool to, you know, you're independent. You do you. So that's not going to go anywhere either. No. So I think it's... It's interesting, but it's a lot more complicated because socioeconomically, it will affect it. But then at the same time, the culture's here now. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. This ain't like, this ain't the 40s or the 30s. It would take something very drastic to change the culture. Yeah. Like like a world war or or like a Great Depression or something like that. But otherwise, no. And that's why, like, if those things were not to happen like any major war or any like sort of financial depression. I see all of those things exacerbating. So like, for instance, like I see fourth wave feminism getting a lot, uh, getting a lot worse. Also, I see women taking over a lot of areas in society that even some areas that like men traditionally like ran yeah 
because like women are, are really buying into the narrative of like financial independence, work, 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 education and all that, which whatever, there's nothing wrong with it. But men are kind of like just unplugging from the system because throughout the course of history, the motivating factor for men to strive and aspire for more was women and the idea of having a family and stuff like that. And so if that is less and less a reality and and something that's not attainable, I could just see them being like, oh, well, I'm just going to get like a regular job and like play video games and like, I'm just, I'm, I'm out, you know? Yeah. And so naturally women like the military police firefighting even construction maybe like if men don't want to take those jobs i could see women like just kind of like taking over a lot of those jobs and stuff like that because if you notice this is anecdotal but i do notice this i notice like when women are single they still like they want to like work and make good money and 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 be career women and all that but like not a lot of guys are like that like a lot of guys they don't really get their act together until like a woman enters their life and then it's like oh well now I got to get like a good job and you know what I'm saying yeah and that's why I think red pill is so important because it teaches or it can, it has the potential to teach men the importance of striving for greatness in spite of like all that stuff that's going on with women. Yeah. Just, you know, and I think that's important for men. Like, you Status should, is very important for men. You shouldn't want like upward mobility just to like impress women or just because you think it's going to land you a wife and kid someday. It should be part of your purpose, you mm. know? And so... That's what I dig about, you know, a lot of the stuff that like Andrew Tate talks about. Um, so yeah, I I, I don't know that, that'll. So I, I I could see like red pill guys doing well going forward, but men in general, like if they don't ad, uh, adopt some sort of belief and value system, I could see them like in a very bad place. Yeah, like a very like depressing place. Then yeah. as far as traditionalism. Those people, I don't know. I, I think a lot of them, I think a lot as time goes on, a lot of them are going to be very disillusioned with the world. Like, I, I think a lot of them are very, they have a lot of illusions about, like, what the world is. And when they realize, damn, like, as much as I wanted to, like, avoid my kids partaking in drag queen story hour or the craziness that these schools want to teach, it's still some way, some shape or form going to affect and influence them. Um, and no matter what, I don't think things are going to go backwards. I think they're going to continue to go forward. And I, and yeah. I think that's, that's going to be a thorn in a lot of like traditionalist, traditionalist people's side. The, the thorn is going to be in their side. Yeah, yeah. One thing I want to add too that we 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 didn't even well we talked about the socioeconomic part, but two like one one big driver away from the family 
type life is inflation, right? Oh, big time. Like if you can't even afford to live by yourself, would you, how many people, how many men are going to be like, I don't know. Uh, I, I'd rather, I got to work on my shit. Yeah. And just work OT or work, you know, take on these jobs and just like focus on stuff. L- add the rud pill philosophy and like, we'll find your purpose. And, and these guys are like, oh, well, I want to start a business. And now you're focused on making sure that you're, you're, you're eating good and you're living okay and that you're focused on your business. You're focused on your hobby. You're focused on your body. You're focused on all these things because you can't do all that if if you're barely living, scraping by. Right. You could do that for you, but th- once, you, once you start really like rationalizing the the, the logistics and, and and just like does will this make sense for me to, to go this route? How things are going? Or am I just going to be one of the others? Am I going to be the same as everyone else is living paycheck to paycheck? Exactly. And those are things that people are going to start having to weigh because the financial aspect of things is the most important aspect of things. What's the number one killer of divorces? Finances. Or, or starters of divorces. Fi- finances. Like, it's finances. So you can't get your finances right. And right now, we're not in a good place for finances. No. People are paying astronomical prices for groceries. People, the wages aren't going up. Prices are, though. <laughs> so whatever you were making doesn't feel like what you were making. So now you're thinking like, man, I can't even go out. Right. I got to fall the fuck back. I can't be fucking with these chicks. You're talking about some marriage. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. All the pressures of that, you're going to be like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna fall back. So that's, that's an interesting... Uh, aspect of it too, you know. What Crazy. What is your take though on people that are s- able to be so oblivious to this stuff? Like, for instance, like I'll see people, and like they're posting about, like, because like right now we're talking about like human nature, society, culture, the future, economics, relationships. We're talking about all this stuff. It's a culmination of a lot of things. And you have people, like you'll see people on social media, whatever have you, talking about like some relationship drama. Like how are people able to be like so small-minded when yeah. like there's so much things, so many things going on? Like how, like. I think. Like what do you, what do you think about that? I think that the. The answer to that, to me, is kind of lies. We were having a conversation in pre-production on purpose. And I think that in a way you were right and in a way you were wrong, depending on the scope that you're looking at the world. Mm -hmm. You're totally right if you're thinking of it from the scope of our worldview and how we look at things, right? Because we're sitting here doing a podcast on a Sunday, we're not hanging with a wife and kids. We're, 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 this is our baby, really. And then, and then tomorrow it might be, oh, we got to work on another business venture that we're working on. And the next day, oh, all right, cool, we got to go do this. Or you might go to work. I might work. I do overtime. Like a lot of our life revolves around like the production of like, okay, well, let's make this bread, right? And so that's 
because we our purpose lies on bigger things than 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 us and our and our immediate the immediate people yeah around us is like okay cool we have a purpose of building things we like to build things we we have a, an artistic purpose to an extent at times we have all these things that run through our heads all these dreams and so that's purposeful yes but to the average joe you know their purpose really is like i gotta find a chick knock her up and have these kids and then like if you look at it from the perspective of like well that's what we're biologically kind of made to do right designed to do that maybe is just their purpose so like their purpose is small-minded to an extent if you're looking at it from the scope of the the man who wants to take over the world or run the world as opposed to the person who just wants to live in the world mm -hmm. and so i think that a lot of people either they have it or they don't if you don't have it then your purpose is that and so your world becomes smaller and it's not that you'll be happier or because or, you might actually be happier than the person that's like, I'm trying to run the world and do this. You might be because this is this is your ceiling uh, as to what your purpose will be. Yeah, there's nothing. I can't say that, that, that there's anything wrong with it. But there is a difference between and, and there's a difference in the level of fulfillment between being happy and being being useful and like being yes. productive you know it's it's two different things like one is more of a of a selfish imperative and the yeah. other and the other is is more benevolent it's like oh i'm i'm doing good for the world i'm leaving the world a better place than i left i'm leaving my dent in the world yeah I'm leaving my dent in the universe well yeah because the sense of fulfillment is, is is it's like that the the you said the the difference that you made like i can't imagine like a lot of people like to criticize elon i think he did what we talked about in the beginning of the episode he's like this is the world that we live in and this is the war that it is and so yeah i'm gonna take all this government dough yeah this is the game yeah. i'm gonna play the game but i'm trying to get to fucking space it's crazy you say that because there's this there's a tweet that it actually it coincides perfectly with what you just said. So Elon responded to somebody that said, I think Elon Musk getting too political is a mistake. That was today. That was five hours ago. This person tweeted that. Golly, I, I don't know who that is. And this is interesting what Elon Musk said, and it coincides perfectly with what you just said. He said, it must be done for the future of civilization without which nothing matters. Yeah. Like... That's that's what it is. Like you're not realizing that. Like I'm fighting for a better world. Yeah, I'm fighting for a better world. Like you're over here talking about. Oh, he's hurting my feelings. No. Selfish, me, me, me. What are you doing to leave your dent in the universe? Yeah, yeah. And so to me, that that's the biggest difference. Yeah, this doesn't get any different. It doesn't get any more different than that to the person that's like, oh, it's just my family, me. That's it. There's no argument else to, to be made. Right. And what's being done for the future of civilization. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody will be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. And if you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.